Welcome to today's Pastor's Roundtable, where we'll discuss Sunday's sermon. Hey, Welcome hey, Facebook Live. <laughs> we are Facebook. here. We did our mess. We did our mess. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Welcome to our auditorium. We have flipped the script, and now behind us is mm-hmm. where our people gather and worship. Right. right. And yeah. so mm-hmm. we're glad you're here. And we had a great day on Sunday. We did. But did you guys have a good weekend? We did. We uh, had a great weekend. Restful we weekend. Busy weekend. Uh, my kids are playing flag football, and mm. uh, so. Oh. Their coach is not too great, but uh, they're, they're, they're having a lot of fun. So it's, it's kind of Is fun the coach watching that. Facebook Live right now? Uh, the coach is actually standing <laughs> yeah. here with Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, well, it was a great weekend. Weekend. Yeah, yeah, it, it was okay. good. It's beautiful weather. I have stuff. a question about yeah. I have okay. a question about Go the ahead. flag football. Go ahead. Um, does anyone ever forget during the game that it's actually flag football and tackle? Uh, there was a tackle. Okay, um, so that does happen. Yeah, on my son, he got okay. tackled uh, once, and uh, okay, yeah. Wow. So then, is there a flag on the field? There is a flag when when that happened. It actually happened the first game yesterday. The flag didn't come out when he got tackled. Oh, but okay. Did the coach get thrown there, out of the game? At that uh, there might have been a little bit of no. It was good. <laughs> it was good. But uh, but I am wearing this NWBC shirt. Oh. This yeah, I saw that earlier. You did. It says NWBC Worship Leader. Yes. And yes. I asked for extra. And we, I found this in the clothing closet over here. Oh, okay. I want to make sure that. Which is uh, a great thing that Northwest has. Yeah. And our yeah. pastor is using it's the open. Well, clothing once closet. a month on Wednesdays. Okay. And, uh, and you can come by and get clothing for your family mm-hmm. and needs. But yeah. it was actually in there. And uh it's a, it's a great shirt. Right. It's, it's, it's I think we should multiply yeah. those because we're all leading in worship. Yeah, that's right. And the way we did that. Hey, speaking of worship leaders, yeah. David Gonzalez led worship yesterday. It was a multicultural Lord's Supper. It was. Um, David Gonzalez is the is the uh, worship mm-hmm. leader for Northwest in Espanol. You're not good at And in uh, Northwest in Espanol, they there it's a bilingual uh, Spanish and English uh, worship experience each mm-hmm. each weekend. And uh, so this sister congregation, we're all part of the same network, yeah. but they met with together with the English speaking congregation, as did the Mandarin. Yeah, they were speaking makers. A great Sunday. Great, great, great Sunday. Lord's Supper was yeah. was given and uh, got to hear the word in yeah. three languages. Right. And so at least yeah. uh, this the Lord's Supper. Yeah. We were in uh, Acts chapter four. Kyle, you want to? Take us away there. Yeah. So um, I'm going to ask you guys a question. Um, you know, one of the things you mentioned. So this scripture, it speaks of the the apostles praying. It says the place where they were praying was shaken. Mm-hmm. And um, you mentioned that um, the reason that they did not tremble. Right. Was because unlike other places in scripture, mm-hmm. When this kind of trembling occurs and people fall in fear right. at the movement of God, um, this is post uh, resurrection of Christ. Right. Um, that Christ had taken on the wrath of God. How 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 did this come about? As you were studying this, um, tell tell us a bit about the the. How, how the gospel affects us today and, and how the Lord was speaking to you through this. Yeah, well, you, you see this in this place. I mean, even in Genesis chapter 2, right? You see man walking with the Lord in the cool of the Garden of Eden. 
and you see this, this, uh, the presence of God dwelling among men without the fear of God because of his wrath. And then, and then you see throughout the scripture, um, Isaiah 6 talks about, um, woe is me, a man of unclean lips, unworthy to be in the sight of God, and the place is shaken, and he's trembling. Um, you see him, uh, God coming down upon Mount Sinai in the fire and in, in, in the smoke, and, and the people are trembling, saying, we can't get any closer to God. Tell him, you know, we're going to obey him, but don't come any closer. And you see this fear of God because as a result of sin, you see that in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve as they are, they are moving away from God. They're hiding from the Lord instead of being with God. Mm-hmm. And then you see Christ coming and you see this trembling taking place. You see this earthquake taking place at the crucifixion where the wrath of God is poured out upon Christ. Mm. And then at the resurrection, you also see an earthquake happening in which Christ is overcome sin and death, giving us access to God. The, the, uh, the, in the temple, the curtain is torn in two. We have access into the throne room by the mediator who is Christ himself thus giving us access to the Holy Spirit to be able to indwell us. Because so, God is completely holy, so we should, we should be completely frightened of this. Right. But, but because of Christ and, right. and the righteousness of Christ and the sacrifice of Christ, we are made righteous mm-hmm. and we That's are good. declared children of God. Thus, we are given the ability for God to be with us through the power of the Holy Spirit to accomplish what God desires yeah. for us. That's good. I was, uh, I had a chance to speak over you. I had a chance to minister to a gentleman uh, Sunday morning yeah. who said, I just don't feel worthy right. to even live. Uh, mm-hmm. And I began to just shape some of that biblical truth yeah. uh, about uh, our value is it placed on our worthiness but who Christ is and who he declares us to be and and this idea that he's worthy right and kind of talked a little bit about how the woman who was kind of adultery and and how uh, you know the accuser has that the stones that he's wanting to throw uh, at, at us even as believers today in, in a, a way of how to apply that scripture in our life and that uh, the, the accuser's power has been removed mm-hmm. uh, by what Christ has done on the cross. So actually the message was about prayer. Mm-hmm. And on that, mm-hmm. on that same theme, um, the, the apostles had a boldness. Mm-hmm. They had a boldness. They were speaking in the name of Christ with boldness. And you mentioned that when we're walking in the righteousness of Christ, when we're walking in the knowledge of who we are in Christ, we have that boldness. Yeah. Um, uh, but as believers, um, sin, if we get caught up in sin or if we get caught um, in, a, in a sense, um, in, in, a, in a type of, of in, in a way of, of really not walking with Christ or, or, or or really not walking in the spirit, yeah. we don't have that boldness. We lose that. We lose that boldness, and and we don't feel worthy. Right. Uh, that's a very common experience that you can have. Um, help us understand. I think Hebrews twelve is is the great example of what you're talking about because 
the sin so easily entangles us. And that's what it says here in Hebrews 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings to us so closely. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, in this, um, it doesn't say, make sure you clean your life up, make sure you get better, right? Make sure you put all these things in your life to make sure you, you're trying to do better. You're, 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 you're saying, it says, be throw off your sin and look to Christ. Okay. You know? And, and that, that's what we call repentance, right? To turn from our own way of doing things and turn to Christ and go, I am looking to Christ, the author and perfecter of my faith, the one who has endured the cross, despised the shame. He, he is the one who has taken everything, all of my sin upon himself. Therefore, I am looking to him and therefore I am devoted or I am controlled by what he desires, not by what I desire. And so at that point, you begin to live a spirit-filled life when you crucify the de desires of the flesh mm -hmm. and you live in the, in the desire of the spirit of God. And, you know, we're really, we're talking about day-to-day -day Christianity here. Yeah. We're not talking about necessarily uh, um, some, you know, 10-year experience necessarily necessary, you know, turning of, of repentance. This is a day-to-day -day decision and, and uh, uh, being the best version of our, ourselves in Christ, you yeah. know. And so, um, uh, it's daily yeah. repentance and faith and trust in Christ. I mean, I mean, I, I can't, I can't, we, we have kind of put this thought process in our mind that if at one point in our life we have, we have put our faith and trust in Jesus, well, what about today? Are we putting our faith and trust in Christ? Right. I mean, the, the thought process is this is a continual, continual graduation or, or, or uh, sanctification process in which God is is changing our desires and our hopes and our dreams. And, and reality is that our faith needs to stand in Christ every single day. So I, one last question for you guys. Really, this this is leading up. This is we're, we're going down a path here, and what what part does prayer play in this? Mm -hmm. And who are who? What, where's the power? Mm -hmm. Where's the power? What are we? Who? How are we going to have the power to to live live out this faith? I think I think practically understanding this first point that Pastor Rob said on on Sunday, which is prayer is anchored in the sovereignty of God. Understanding that God is sovereign, controlling over all. Uh, but how do I live that out and, and, and be led by the Holy Spirit? Uh, I think it's prayer is lining. I've said this a lot. Prayer is lining our heart up with God's will. Mm. And when we do that uh, and we, we die daily to our sinful nature and make a decision to be uh, sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And how do I do that? Uh, I, I think it's uh, recognizing his, his sovereignty and rule over my heart daily. Uh, and I am in being in God's word practically and, and seeking his face privately. Uh, and in those moments that 
allows me to continue to walk in the Holy Spirit daily. Now, to just be honest with you, there's there's times where I feel like if I was really uh, completely knitted with Christ in a way that uh, I'm extremely sensitive to the Holy Spirit in that very moment, I think some of my decisions I make, the way I see things would be a little differently. And uh, I think it is. It, it's it's seeing uh, my life through His will. And uh, you know, I've heard you say that before. And so, um, and, and so, uh, practically, it's it's learning to listen to the voice of God because we have the indwelling confirmation of the Holy Spirit. That's good. Uh, so, but That's good. Uh, you might have some more practice. Kyle, you got a lot of wisdom that, towards that. Asking, asking God to do what He wants to do. <laughs> I mean, just like you said, aligning your, aligning your heart with God's heart, aligning the way in which God already wants to work and operate, and we're asking Him to do those things according to His will, according to Scripture, mm-hmm. of what He wants to do. Let your will be done, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that, as we see in the book of Acts, is the gospel moving. The gospel moving from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the ends of the earth and the gospel transforming the lives of people. And so this movement, again, to the ends of the earth, that God's name would be proclaimed to the nations. That is that is his heart. That is the spirit of God empowering people to accomplish the will of God Mm -hmm. and that gospel proclamation, that disciple making process of gospel proclamation and teaching to obey and then going to the nations. This process is only done through the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. If we try to do this on our own, or if a church tries to do this on our own, right. there is no no way they can do it. So the first thing that a church has to do is align themselves to the mission of God, right? Mm-hmm. The second thing the church has to do is align themselves to the Spirit of God to empower them to, the, to accomplish the mission. So if we're praying... That, that we would accomplish what the Spirit of God actually wants to accomplish. And we're allowing the Spirit to control our lives. Guess what? God is going to work and He's going to do things that we can we cannot explain. Now, one of the things that we talked about this morning, we were reading in Isaiah um, chapter 6. And I, Isaiah said, you know, or uh, God says to Isaiah, who will go for us? Who, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And uh, Isaiah says, here I am, send me. And he tells him to go to a people that are uh, hearing but not perceiving, Mm -hmm. seeing but not being able to understand. And so these people, um, this is not the purpose uh, of what God wants us to do. It's not so that we can accomplish a lot of things by seeing a lot of people saved. It's actually our duty or our job or our responsibility from the Lord um, is to actually go and proclaim and allow the Spirit of God to work in the lives of people. But there may be times in which we proclaim and we're actually fulfilling what God actually wants to do in which people are not able to hear. Right. Mark 4, 26. It's not not our responsibility simply to be obedient, to share. Well, a really practical way to, to kind of see this in a very, very simple way is how I pray sometimes, for, even for my old family. Sometimes I'll pray for my children. Hey, God, will you please help my, my kids act better? Uh, or God, will you please 
And so sometimes I'll make these requests. And so uh, I'm trying to even align my prayers up. I mean, we're called to make a request now. Right. We're called to. Yes. Sure, sure. But my prayer is if I line up with this biblical concept is, Lord, show me how to respond when my kids act like this. Or mm. show me how to lead them right. in righteousness through my life. You know, right. Show me how to be led by the Holy Spirit so they can see that in me. Mm. Uh, transform their heart according to your will. Mm. You know, instead of, God, I deserve good kids because I'm trying to be a good dad. You know, you know, just kind of a, a requesting, God, grant me this wish mentality. And it so subtly seeps into sometimes of our, our worldview yeah. that it, it begins to move us away from understanding the biblical concept of what you're speaking about with prayer. So that's just, a, for me, a, a very practical application to what we're talking about. So boldness and proclamation is what these people are asking mm -hmm. for in Acts chapter 4. Like they are asking for boldness. Lord, give yeah. me boldness to proclaim your truth to a people that don't know it. And right? God will give that's, you that boldness. That's a boldness. That's a will. That's, you're asking for God to use you to accomplish his purposes. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's exactly your life to your children. That's mm -hmm. the same thing that we need to pray. Like, Lord, use me as a father to show my children Jesus. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I think you're, you're, you, what you've said is, is great. One of the things, though, that I was studying this morning as well was the very fact is, is that um, I think it's in Psalms 105. I'm not entirely sure, but um, Psalms 105, it talks about the idolatry of the day and how people were uh, beginning to worship these idols that cannot speak, cannot hear, cannot see, cannot move, cannot walk. And all of a sudden... They're worshiping these idols. And at the last line there in the psalm, it says that uh, all who make them will be like them mm -hmm. and all who trust in them mm. will be like them. And so idolatry is actually a hardening of the heart mm -hmm. to not be able to hear clearly the will of God and the mm -hmm. gospel of God. Mm -hmm. And we need to understand that the idolatry of our day, the idolatry of our time right now, in America is causing people to not be able to hear the good news message of Christ. Mm -hmm. And for some, and we need to call out upon God to be able to open their hearts mm -hmm. and soften their hearts. But that doesn't mean that we do not proclaim, even if people aren't hearing. Mm -hmm. right. That's good. Well, I appreciate you guys gathering today. What a good word. Thank you, Kyle, for leading us. I, I do. I was pondering this at the beginning of our time together. But I think it would be appropriate for us to, to close in prayer, dealing with prayer. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, we want to pray for a particular family, the Webb family, who lost their son Friday night in a football game. Yeah. Uh, and we're praying for the, the covenant community and that church and that youth group and those families and that yeah. football team yeah. uh, at uh, that, that school. Mm. And I uh, just want you guys to be praying as well. And several families that are really close to uh, the Webb family and just let you guys know we're praying for you guys. Mm. So uh, if there's anything else you can add to that, but I was going to just close this in prayer. Please do. God, we just uh, thank you, Father, for the gathering uh, of the saints that we get a chance to uh, be uh, sharpened even over Facebook Live. But Lord, we lift up in particular uh, as I'm sensing the Spirit leading me even to, to pray for this family. And God, uh, tragedy comes our way. 
And Lord, we ask God to use it to bring uh, glory to your name. I already know of a young man who has prayed to receive Christ because of, of that tragedy uh, and what God is even using uh, that through. Lord, we pray that you uh, just bring comfort to this family in this very difficult time. We pray for that whole community and that school and that football team, and that coach and those teachers. And, and, and Lord, we ask God for your, for your power to be made known. We pray for your will. I pray you align all of our hearts up with what you're wanting to do through that. But Lord, I pray that you call us to grieve and mourn with those who mourn. And so we do that with this family and with this community. And ask God that in a supernatural way that you you bring comfort to those who mourn. And we join them in that prayer. Mm-hmm. God, we love you. We thank you for what you're doing in this community at Northwest. And we just uh, covet the prayers with that community there. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us and continue to pray for that family in this time.